Welcome to The Favorites. I'm Chad Millman of the Action Network. This is The Favorites Podcast, The Parlay Show. I am joined by Jeff Schwartz, eight years in the National Football League as an offensive lineman, and Paul LaDuca, 10 years in Major League Baseball, four-time All-Star catcher, both Action Network analysts. Two things that people should know that we did before we even started. One... LaDuca pointed out that like everyone should have bet the first five in the last baseball game of the season last year because everybody just wants to go home. Thanks for that advice in advance, Paul. Second, right before we started recording, this is the last thing LaDuca said. I've got the Phil Dawson blues. <laughs> I'm done with Paulie. both of you guys. Well, John Kowski missed two kicks. There's so too, many different things we can bring up. We could, So many different things. I don't want to make the... I do, it's too early... I'm, I'm upset. You got stone lucky yesterday, Millie Monster. You're still the Millie Monster because I, you're the Millie Monster because you called Oakland and got the change as a spot. I mean, this is the only I way. <laughs> I will tell you. Let me tell you a true story. It was an it was an epic epic day. I had six bets. Uh, I went four and two. Three of those games went to overtime. One of those I won on a last-second kick. One of them, they, the, the three overtime games were flat-out miracles. The Titans, like, multiple fourth downs yes. where they went for it, and like then they decided to go for the win instead of the tie in overtime. Uh, the fact the Colts did anything to get that game even close, I didn't deserve to, I couldn't even get upset at that game because I didn't deserve to be in that game. The That... that change of the spot in the Browns game from first down to fourth down and then them coming back with 90 seconds the Raiders and tying it with the two-point conversion um, and the number of times they could have blown it in overtime that was like dinner time in my house and uh, the whole family was involved here's why because not only was that like a game that I needed just for my day but you know I do these sports center hits on Sunday mornings and I choose three games and I had made a last-second decision to take the Titans-Eagles game out and put the um, and put the Browns-Raiders game in, and then they had cut the Cardinals-Seahawks game, and so I had two games that I won taken out, and one game that looked like I was going to lose put in. So I was going to go one and two on the day, and I was going to feel like a jerk. Instead, I went two and one, and I feel fantastic. Take it every day, baby. Over 500. Wait, 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 wait. Schwartz, quit talking. Because before the podcast last week, I'm sitting there like scrambling with all my notes. I'm going to take New England. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge that anyway. Meanwhile, both of you guys all over New England. Oh, I bet. All New, over I, them. Couldn't I get enough of them. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were going to challenge I, me. You were going to challenge I, me last week when I said I wanted to bet I, New England. I, I have a, a bone to pick with Chad, by the way. So, and I, and I double How did that just go away? Because this is, I, because Chad was the one who challenged you first on that one. And I haven't, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm getting, I'm also piling on Chad as well. That's why this is the point of my, of my story. Is that okay? Can I continue, Paul? Is that okay? Okay. Okay. I, I know you're so, I, you're I so you. angry I today. You. I love it. I love firing up, Paul. So last week <laughs> I said, I wanted Denver, and they still play tonight. So uh, now we've we've lost our parlay, but Denver still played tonight. I said I want Denver plus the points, and Chad said it was an awful pick, and he disagreed highly with that pick. So I tuned into the podcast on Wednesday, the favorites pod with bookmaker to the world, 
And Chad goes on there and says, I love Denver plus four points. Then he goes on to his Friday podcast with Blackjack Fletcher, the Super Contest podcast, and says, I love Denver as well. How do you change your mind in such a short period of time? The world moves pretty fast, Jeff. You know, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I mean, he flipped I himself in New Orleans. You guys know I am not reliable in this way. I cannot be beholden to what I say on Monday morning, on Wednesday, and on Friday. And things sort of, in the betting world, your opinions evolve over time. And I... I've never um, loved a pick and then hated a pick within within 48 hours. I mean, you literally, last week you said New Orleans. And then you were like, you know... You talked yourself out you know of New what? Orleans and went to the Giants again. And then now, I came back and said, I want New Orleans. And then you got all over me and said, I just said. And then you went on SportsCenter and picked the Giants. And it turned out I was wrong. So I really should. No, no, but you were he's initially three right. on the Giants this year. You were initially yeah, right. Yeah, I am so uh, – you're right. I was initially right. And for people who don't know, here's the point of our podcast. On Monday mornings, me and Jeff and Polly – we are going to record a podcast in which we are going to make nine picks, $20 parlay to win, I think it's, no, it's $60 parlay to win $20,000. Yes. And we each have to make three picks. Last week, uh, I was 0-1-2 in my picks. Um, Paulie did a great job. He got the Vikings at plus seven and a half, but he missed his other two. And Jeff, you went one on one with the Broncos still to go. Yes. Um, I lost the Colts and pushed the Raiders, pushed the Cardinals. Jeff, uh, we lost BYU. That yes. was the one college game I bet right away. We lost that together. That was um, bad. We don't know about the Broncos yet. You uh, you won the Lions game. Pauly, let's see. What did you do? You lost Stop. Hawaii. I got beat by East, East, I got beat by myself. You lost East Carolina? I got yeah. beat by myself. Blake LaRussa. <laughs> a five foot ten walk on quarterback for Old Dominion beat me as East Carolina. Well, they I mean, won the game. I mean, they it was cover. They didn't cover. It was like nightmares. They outplayed them by like three hundred yards and couldn't cover. I, I don't want to talk about it. It put me on tilt. I was throwing stuff around at work. Um, East Carolina Pirates. Literally, I will never wear any kind of pair. Of, Paraphernalia. Oh my God, Jeff! Jeff, you know what we're doing. I am going on Amazon right now, and I'm sending Paul Laduca like an East Carolina Pirates wardrobe, like a big fat head of like their current quarterback to put on his wall at work. I love the text that we got from Paul. So we we razz each other during the day, uh, during the week about our picks, and I was like, you know, I was like, go Pirates, and Paul said, I just threw my iPad at work. (laughs) <laughs> and I believe it too. I believe he totally did. They had 500 yards of total offense. Old Dominion had like oh, 250. It was like it was unbelievable. They had three of a yard, uh, three plays of over 40 yards get called back. But here's the whole thing: is Old Dominion sacked the quarterback, the East Carolina quarterback, nine times. I mean, the guy was running for his life. I will give Old Dominion front credit. They, the, the guy was running for his life for East Carolina. We have now spent more time talking in detail about the Old Dominion game <laughs> than we did the Seahawks Cardinals Blake game. Lake Russa. Let's get. I want to get to our parlay, but Jeff, there was one thing that happened on the field the other day. Yes, that I thought was incredibly fascinating, and I feel like because you were you are an NFL veteran player, 
Earl Thomas breaks his leg. Yes. And he's carted off the field. There have been all these, uh, been all this controversy about Earl Thomas wanting to get traded, wanting more money, holding out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's being carted off the field. He gives the Seahawks sideline the finger. Pete Carroll says, it's a big stadium. I don't know where he was directing it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But explain to me, like from from a player perspective, what's going on there? I mean, I think we all know what's going on. How do do the Seahawks players react to that? Interesting. So Bobby Wagner came out and supported him. But I think a lot of players probably feel like, you know, Earl Thomas is a leader in that locker room. And they probably felt the finger was probably pointed maybe at them too. Like, I, I don't know how you distinguish who the finger was pointed at. Was it just at Pete Carroll and John Schneider? It was, it, uh, sorry, Pete Carroll. It wasn't just in a big stadium. It was pointed directly at you and John Schneider. Um, and here's the deal about, about guys getting paid. We all root for players to get paid, right? No one does, no one roots for someone to not get their, their, their money. But Earl Thomas was under contract for, I believe, $8.5 million this year. He is at free agency. He, he will hit free agency next year. But when you, when you show up to the facility after your holdout, then you have to be all in. And he's not quite all in. Remember two weeks ago before the Cowboys game, he just showed up and decided to not do anything at practice that day. Just, I'm not, like, I'm protesting in the facility. Um, he, last year, he went into the Cowboys locker room and asked to be traded to the Cowboys. I had a buddy who was there, not a player, someone who's in the front office there, who told me that that's exactly what happened. Um, and that stuff, uh, I think wears on the Seahawks and, and, and no manner and no, do they want to trade him? Because I, that's giving in to Earl Thomas. Um, and I don't think anyone was going to trade for him anyways. And look, it's unfortunate. He got hurt. He's still going to make his money this year. He'll be a free agent. Maybe he'll go somewhere. Maybe he won't next year. Um, but I got to think there's some players in that locker room that did not appreciate, um, Earl Thomas kind of not buying in all year i understand he's upset he got hurt i get it trust me i've been hurt multiple times i get the feeling i felt like at times in my career teams kind of did me wrong with injuries um but not everyone that locker room is going to be happy with that paulie you play professional sports at a high level even though you didn't play in the nfl do you have experiences like that that you can draw upon that you can think back on with with other players well jeff makes a good point at the end sometimes it can be good riddance especially with guys that are that are cancers in, inside the clubhouse. It doesn't matter how good you are. You know, you play with some guys that are just dynamic and you have to deal with them, even though they can be cancers in the clubhouse. But I mean, is he basically flipping off the sideline saying, I'm still going to get my money and I'm out for the year? Yeah. Um, I, I think he's upset that he's thinking his extension, but I yeah, don't think he didn't get that. this. And he didn't, and, and Jeff is completely right. We're all for everybody getting their money. Like, um, I've never understood that when it comes to players, this, when other guys don't support other guys, like what, what man, like name one human being in the United States. I hate when fans or, or other people say, Oh, this guy's not worth the money. He, he signed a ridiculous contract. Okay. Put the contract in front of you with a nice little big pen. And you tell me you don't sign that contract if it's you. So keep your mouth shut, you know? (laughs) Um, I just think that when you show up, you should be all in and exactly that's the concerning part to me is he didn't seem all in. Um, and that if I was a teammate of of his, this is why the Steelers players, by the way, want Le'Veon Bell to show up is because he can't negotiate anything better at this, at this point. And they want to win. They want to win football games because, and Ramon Foster finally came out and said this. He said, if, if we win, Super Bowls, we get paid. Everyone gets paid more when you win a Super Bowl because your your team is happy. Your team wants to pay their their core. They want to keep guys there, and 
that's why players want their their buddies to show up for week one. You you've you've done your holdout, you've proven your point, um, you lost you lost your holdout essentially, you don't have your leverage. Uh so come in, be part of the team and uh and buy in. And and if I was a team at Earl Thomas, you the the flipping off wouldn't bother me, but the idea of coming to practice and then just deciding I'm not practicing, that would that would that would frustrate me. You know the thing the other part about this is is like you know what sucks about sports is when your guy, your buddies got traded and like, and I get that. Like I used to hate that. Like, you know, you used to, you make, you have friends with guys in double A, triple A, you get to the big leagues and they get traded. Um, guys take it personal now. It's like, Oh, we don't have this guy. We don't have this guy. Oh, you don't, you don't want to sign this guy. You know, it's a, it's called a business for a reason. Just because they don't want to sign, you don't want to sign you. They take it personal as they're flipping guys off. Like, you got to have to be able to deal with it. We traded it. Tommy Lasorda was the GM for the Dodgers for a year. He traded Paul Konerko and Pedro Martinez. He was a great GM. I mean, like, a lot of people forget about that. Like, sometimes you got to deal with stuff like that and just deal with it like a man. Take your money and play and be a mentor for the other guys. I mean, I've never understood that. Speaking of dealing with it like a man, taking your money and playing, boys, time to go all in. Let's do it. Let's go. Can we win some games, please? Let's win some money. Jeff Schwartz, make our first pick in the parlay show. This is the road to $20,000. You know, look at the NFL schedule. I want to start there. Like, there's nothing that that really... like tough slate. slate. It's a, yeah. it's tough a very slate. tough slate. So yeah. there's a couple directions. I have I have maybe a couple of picks. I'm sure I might get veto on some of these, and then I have some a backup pick to go. Um, I've watched every snap of the Giants of any of the Giants games this year. They nope. are not a nope. good football team. Nope. Already know. If you're if you're picking the Giants, I am a hundred percent. No, no, okay. no. Carolina at home this week. I don't even need an explanation. It's six and if a, you it's say six and it's a, a team against the Giants, I am automatically it's, picking it's six and a half. The Giants have not scored. More than thirty points since twenty fifteen. Since I was since I, yeah, since I was there in twenty fifteen, they have not scored more than twenty points a game. Um, the Panthers at home are good. They can run the football. They can salt away a game. Uh, they're off a bye too, so they'll they'll have some uh, some cool new wrinkles to put in against the Giants. And the Giants just on the road. Eli Manning does not look good. Um, they're, they're not, they're not going to come close to this game. They're going to lose by 14 to 17 points. It's going to be an ugly game. The Panthers are physically better than the Giants almost every position. Um, and there's only so much a defense can do before they kind of just like give up. And the Giants defense yesterday, uh, the Saints went in the red zone five times. Their first five trips allowed four field goals and a touchdown. Like that's a great job by the Giants defense. Eventually you just break and eventually the Giants broke yesterday. I think the Panthers win this game fairly easily. Uh, they're at six and a half right now. I like the Panthers. That might be the quote of the day. They haven't scored a 30 points since I played there in 2015. <laughs> yeah, they haven't. It's unreal. I love it's that. Unreal. Like, you know how hard that is? Like, there are games when teams score a special teams and a defensive touchdown. That's obviously 14 points. Then your offense just has to get to 30. I mean, there, there are games when, when teams just salt away the game at the very end. And like yesterday, the Saints just score a touchdown at the very end as they're, you know, the Jaguars scored a late, a late touchdown to go over 30 points yesterday. And the Giants have not done it. They have not. That's, that's, they went to the playoffs. They were 11 and 5 and 16 without scoring 30 points. Look, the Giants can't open and they can't close. They're like the worst show on Broadway. <laughs> Topical wow. reference. 
curtains. We so got we're, three we're guys on this podcast who lived in New York. We should all appreciate a Broadway reference. Oh, Wicked. W- Wicked still gets me. <laughs> Wicked still gets you. So <laughs> uh. You just beat Schwartz for the best line of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 still we're still very very early in the podcast. It's still early. If we're gonna rank lines right now, Wicked still gets me as number one. <laughs> they haven't scored thirty points since I played for them in two thousand fifteen <laughs> as number two. Uh, Pauly, give me a pick. All right, the college plays I had this week were just unbelievable. Not well, um, but I, I I love one. I love a, a team this week, and it's a little bit uh, bouncing off Schwartzy a little bit. A team off a of bye week. I like I like Illinois. They're they're laying two and a half at Rutgers. Um, Illinois actually is thirty fifth in the nation in, in running. They've actually ran. They actually ran for two hundred and fifty yards uh, against Penn State. That game, I watched the second half of that game. It, it got out of hand. We know how good Penn State is. They actually should have beat Ohio State yesterday. Confusing call at the end of that game. Um, and, and they let Ohio State back in that game. A couple tough calls. But, you know, Illinois got blown out in the second half of that game. But Rutgers is god-awful. They're 120th in the nation against the run. They give up 500, well, 494 yards to Kansas, who's awful. I'm running the football. And Illinois is coming off a bye, a young Lovey Smith team. Um, and, you know, besides getting blown out against Penn State, for being a young team, they were going in the right direction, and they are going in the right direction. And I think Rutgers is getting um, under, oversold in this game because they covered. They were a 17-point dog against Indiana. Indiana has not been a 17-point favorite in football ever. So I think Illinois is a great play, and I think they're going to run for over 400 to 500 yards. Rutgers football is just dead. This is really there's, interesting. There's that, that nothing is- better than waking up early on a Monday morning doing this podcast and hearing Paul break down the 12 noon Big Ten kickoff, like the most boring game of the entire weekend uh, in college football slate, the one that no one's watching, the one that no one will bet on. And I can't argue. I, I mean, Rutgers is bad. I don't. I, I just they're really bad at football. The one thing that worries me about this game a little bit is Illinois is is very bad on defense, yards per play, 120th in the nation. Well, it's it's skewed um, because of last week the Penn, of the State, Penn State game. game. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I I kind of Rutgers is bad. I don't know why you'd bet uh, four Rutgers at any point. So here's the problem. Colin Wilson who's pretty smart about college football. In the column he wrote for Sunday morning, projecting the week six point spreads, had Rutgers as a two and a half point favorite in this game. So mm-hmm. in this game, Illinois is a two and a half point favorite. It's a five point difference. So if we go with this game, we are going against what Colin Wilson says we should do. Are we comfortable with that? Has he is put it, his money down? Is it worth $20,000 to us? Uh, on the... Paul has been accurate on these college games until last week. I, and so, I... It's up to you, I just Chad. Love, because, I, love the, I love the bye week. And, and to me, Illinois has played some better teams. Well, I, I know records where they played Ohio State early in the year and they lost 59-3. But, I mean... They are so. I mean, bad. Illinois I just love the five point two yards a carry. Rutgers is three point eight. I mean, everything kind of 
God, Rutgers is really bad at third down. I'll oh, do it. I, I, I see has, Colin has not put any money down in this game, so no. let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in. We're all together. Do we all agree? Yes. 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 Because okay. I agree. I feel like, Jeff, if Paul's going to come in strong on a Monday morning at 8 o'clock and have analyzed the yeah. University of Illinois and Rutgers, uh, he deserves credit for that. He definitely does. Thank you. It's pretty astonishing. He loves college football. He, he loves it. He does. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to go with the Washington Redskins as seven-point underdogs next week. Do I need to explain myself? They're playing at New Orleans. No. No. I'm, I, I saw this come through the email this morning, and I bet it right away. You did? Yeah. Should I explain, bet it right away, explain too? Explain both yourselves. Well, I guess my feeling is that um, I think the Saints continue to be overvalued in the market. And while their defense played great yesterday, Alex Smith, I think, is probably a better quarterback than Eli Manning right now. And, yes. Um, the Redskins' defense is still really good. And so you're telling me that I can get a team off a bye, uh, having come off a huge upset win against the Packers, with a quarterback who I think can move the ball and is smarter and will be able to pick apart a defense that I think is not very good um, as a pretty big underdog, I'm going to do it. So let's, I, let's, let's, value, let's look at New Orleans. <clears throat> 48 points to... You know, obviously, opening week against Tampa. They should have lost to Cleveland. Yeah. Atlanta's defense is right now just completely banged up in the secondary. Um, but that was part of that game, right, Jeff? I mean, they got banged up in that game. And then they beat a bad Giant team. So is the jury still out, you think, Jack, Chad, on them and Jeff? Oh, the jury's still out on them. They, they, they play well, better as the season goes along. Remember, the last previous to this year, last four years, they started 0-2. This year, they almost started 0-2 with the loss to the Browns. I just think that they're not playing as crisp as they did last year. They get Mark Ingram back. I don't think that's going to help too much. Defensively, they haven't been as good as we thought they'd be. And here's the thing. Washington with Alex Smith. All Alex Smith does in regular season is win games. We, we know that. Um, their defense is a little undervalued. And they have an excellent offensive line. Adrian Peterson looks like he's 22 again behind that offensive line. So I think that that you're getting a full touchdown here um, for a team who's undervalued in the Redskins going on the road. I, I think it's uh, I think it's a good play. It's a lot of points, man, in the NFL for a quality team to lose on the road. It is a lot of points. The Redskins, I think, are a surprise. Like, they're a sleeper team right now, to me. Yeah, I they, think they are. I think are. They, you lose to the Colts in the second week of the year, and I think that lingers with people. And so this is a team that, because they had a bye after that big win against the Packers, they're sort of going to get forgotten about. And whereas the Saints go on the road, they beat the Giants – um, that's a big win. That's hard to do. People still feel like the Giants could be a team, like they're getting that close. So um, it's all my reasoning. Can I ask a question? With you, yes. What's the, the what bye week do you want, Jeff? Like you this, want is, is that is you week, want this, week, this early? No, two? you want it week uh, nine. 
So you want to like split the difference? Yeah, split the yeah. season. God, I miss I, the bye weeks were like the best. Right at week nine, your coach gives you the whole week off. I went to Turks and Caicos one year during bye week. I was all over the place. Bahamas one year. No way. Yeah. We got the whole week off in Kansas City. I went to Turks. I came back on Saturday, but yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you go with friends? Like, you guys were no, no, no. Ki- We had no kids yet, so bounced. Turks and Caicos. It's a great it's place. So. We'll go back to college really quick. Um, Kentucky on the road at A&M. It opened at six player plus 6.5 and now at plus six. Kentucky's five and oh, folks. Like they're playing really good football and they're playing really good defense. Uh, they beat South Carolina, who's, you know, whatever. They beat Mississippi State, who we thought was going to be really good. They gave it to Florida earlier in the year. Um, I think that this, this, this team can play some ball and defense, remember, travels very well. So Kentucky right now, defensively is 14th in yards per play they're playing an AM team that's sloppy under under jimbo fisher first year head coach there um their yards per play on defense is 112 so so kentucky will be able to move the ball on them and i think they'll be able to stop them i get almost a touchdown here with a 5-0 football team on the road against a a, a new program in, in jimbo fisher i like kentucky here i have a strong opinion on this game go ahead I actually love this pick. Wow. All right. What, it's a, it's a tough pick you? to love. It's a tough pick to love. But, like, listen, I'm not a Stoops fan, but I think this is the one Stoops that could actually coach. Um, Kentucky hasn't been relevant in football. Listen, like I said, I've spent so much time in Lexington when they don't, don't care about anything else besides who the next great basketball player that's going to walk on that campus and they got a real football team this year, and they got a real defense. Um, and this is going to be the best defense that Jimbo Fisher's faced. And maybe they're going to have a little bit of a, you know, after the Clemson game, they had a little bit of a, a tiny bit of a letdown. And and he's right. It's a little bit of all over. The, they're a little bit all over the place. Yeah. Kentucky's for real on defense. And like he said, I don't know if anybody's going to take them serious. You're still getting six and a half, seven points. The, the fact that they put six and a half again – that line, God, six and a half just scares me. Why don't you like it? I feel like I look at Colin's numbers. Colin has Texas A&M as an eight and a half point favorite in this game. Right now, the line is six. Kentucky is five and zero. Oh. As you said, they are never going to have more value, more inflation in their perspective than they do right now. A&M is coming off of what Jimbo Fisher called their worst game of the season it was very against, bad. against Arkansas. So I think we've got sort of a low perception of A&M and a high perception of Kentucky meeting in the middle to create a line that is probably two to three points lower than what it should be. So I'm getting about two and a half points I, of value on A&M. I need, that is my theory. I need to pull up my slack because I asked Colin about the projections. Because, for example, he had Ohio State um, favored by eight over initially over Penn State. So I said, like, oh, Ohio State's favored by four. I should take them, right? Like, that would be the smart thing to do. And he's like, well, not really. Like, he gave me the reasons why. I don't have my Slack on my different computer right now. I don't have my Slack pulled up. But he said it was not, to- it's not like totally. Uh, when you add in all the things and you get the new projections from the week and you see where the new stats are at, he's like, you have to look at more sometimes than just that initial line. Because I was going to bet Ohio State hard. I, I bet him anyways. But because I'm like, look, oh, four-point difference. Let's go hard. And he's like, just like do your research before you go hard at it. 
All right. I listen. All we can do in these things is talk about it, right? Oh and no, then, I know. I'm not, yeah. And then I feel like ultimately I'm going to side with the majority. Yeah. I'm not obstinate in my <laughs> leanings. I'm not like you know. Congress. I just I'm looking forward to to you and Blackjack Congress. throwing a college football game in your super contest and being really happy about Kentucky this week after I said after you told me it was a bad play on Monday. I Remember? am. <laughs> I go with the wind. That's why I can never be a politician because like I I won't be hard and fast in my feelings. I will go with the wind. <laughs> how, many, how, many bets are, how many bets are on that game? Not many. Right now? I don't think and they're probably all in Kentucky. The, that game right now. Let me look in the uh, Action Network app, and I will. Uh, tell you. I, Jeff Schwartz has a bet on it. I know that uh, there are nine hundred bets on this game currently, but that is also I'm looking at one book. So my uh, my Action Network app, I follow the Westgate. The Westgate has nine hundred bets on that game. I will say of all the SEC games, um, this one has double. Oh no, Florida LSU is nine hundred and six, and then it's this one. And then Bama, Arkansas. Obviously, low volume still. Low volume, yeah. Polly, who do you got? Oh, boy. I'm going to go to the NFL. I thought you were going to pull, like, regional Mississippi team versus no, I, I, regional I, this is, Louisiana it's too, team. It's too many points. And it's already got the most bets, I think, in the NFL, yeah. I I'm with you. I'm on, I'm on the whiskey. Well, second less, eight seventy one. I I I gotta take the points, the ten points with the Colts against the Patriots. Um, wow. You you guys talk about Andrew Luck never in that game, but somehow just finds a way. We talked about that last week. How would they just find a way? Um, New England played a bad Miami team. I, I think Miami got sought out this week. I don't think they're that good. They're going to be eight and eight by the seasons, and we all know that. New England is very average. Josh Gordon does not move them up that much to be a 10-point favorite. The weather is going to be normal. It's not going to be crazy. I already looked at the weather. It's not going to be like 40 degrees or anything like that. It's going to be in the 70s. I'll, give, I'll take Andrew Luck in the 10 points. The thing about Paul, Chad, is he is so well-prepared. Like I don't know how to counter a lot of what he says other than do we, do we bet against the Patriots? Like, is that is that a smart play in general. It's a Thursday night football game. The Colts are on the road. I think Andrew Luck is kind of like a covering machine, especially the end of football games. I can see this being a late cover. Uh, New England played their best game this season by far yesterday against, like Paul said, a, a Miami team that um, I was high on, but I, I can't be anymore. Uh, they, they they got exposed, I think, uh, pretty, pretty harshly in, in that game. 10 points is a lot. I mean, even, you know, even last Thursday night, we thought the Rams were going to just run all over the Vikings and, and, and the Vikings, depending what number you got pushed or you got seven and a half or, or you lost by half a point and six and a half. I just, I, I can't see this being a total blowout, which makes me think the points aren't the bad play here. Well, coming from someone who has literally had money on or against the Colts every single week so far this year. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've watched. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll value your opinion. You have watched every snap. I've Go watched ahead. all of their games. Andrew Luck doesn't matter what the numbers say. Fucking keeps his team in the game. Yes, he just does. Like 
and 10 points? Are you kidding me? This is another one. This is A&M Kentucky, right? Like, look, look, I recently discovered the Patriots as a team you want to bet on. You can read all about it in my <laughs> new column on actionnetwork.com. Um, wow. Well, we need Pop-Tarts <laughs> with the sun. But uh, I will tell you, I think you're getting like the Patriots at an extreme high right now. And when I looked at this, when I looked at these lines to, to talk about this podcast today, this is one of the lines when I, that I looked at. I'm like, huh, I might like this one. But I felt like I couldn't go back to the Colts because I go to them every single week. So I'm glad so, someone else is doing it. <laughs> you're glad someone's so jumping on the ship. Yeah, someone it's else in. can do it because I can't do it. I mean, by the end of the week, you're going to have so much money on New England. I mean, you're going to be on Sports Center touting them double time. Seriously. <laughs> I can't wait to go on Sports Center. I'm going to be like, guys, I'm all in on the Giants, on Rutgers. <laughs> and give me a taste of East Carolina. <laughs> I, feel like I just love that that Paul was at work, and there's there's a zillion good games on TV yesterday, and Paul is like huddled in his cubicle watching East Carolina Old Dominion on ESPN three on his iPad. Like I just I, I just love it. Like I wasn't watching the game; I was just paying attention to it on the app. And my favorite part too about Hawaii and in in South and San Jose State is the game was literally not on television. Like the app said does not have enough information to provide accurate updates because it like, was literally no one was watching it. It was not on television. I had to go to regular like uh, a regular ESPN app and search for the the box score because it was not like able to be updated on the Action Network app. It was hilarious. So classic. <laughs> By the way, did you, hear, did you see the ending of that game? It went into four overtimes. They went 7-7. Zero 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 zero. San Jose State kicked a field goal. Hawaii scored a touchdown. San Jose State missed three field goals to win that game in overtime. Paul, I know I did not watch it. I just said it wasn't on television. I don't no, know. No, that's how... that's what ended up happening in the game. Is what I'm saying. Is like they missed three. Oh, I saw, if you had yeah, San Jose State on the money line, it has to be one of the worst. I think they missed two or three field goals in in overtime. Crazy. All right, is it my turn? Yeah, I think it's my turn. Yes, it is. I would like to choose the Atlanta Falcons as four-point underdogs. And they are playing. Hold on. No, why, 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 why? No, no, no. Their their defense is so banged up. Guys, no, no. Like, why? Listen, why? This is like a stay-away game in general. By the way, can I ask you a question? What was going on with Big Ben in the second half? He looked like Stefan Diggs in the Geico commercial. Everything was sticking to his hands. And he was spiking the ball. What was he going on there? Look, he doesn't look normal. Something about his thumb or something? So, Chad, I want to hear Chad's reasoning. Let, let, go, go. Oh, go. My, my reasoning is that the Steelers are a hot mess right now. They shouldn't be favored against anybody. And while the Falcons' defense really is... Mess is like horrible like the, no Deion Jones no Keanu Neal Ricardo Allen like you know the three of us uh just the three of us with like Jeff at the offensive line Paul at his 1920s flanker position and oh, me as a, a as an RP, as an RPO quarterback uh could beat this team right <laughs> Taysom Hill right but um but they can score the Falcons can score and can. like all of a sudden it's like they're playing flag football out there. Every time Matt Ryan drops back, 
everybody's wide open. I don't think the Steelers can cover them. I think it's a close game. I tell you what, you, you have something there because I've been sitting literally waiting for my book to open up the over and under. I'm worried about Ben. I'm not, I'm not lying because that second half was ridiculous because he couldn't throw the ball. But I don't know what they're going to hang this under and over because if they don't fumble the ball – on the one yard line, it's twenty-one to three, Baltimore, and they could have. Correct. I mean, I mean, there could be a lot of points scored in this game. No, Schwartzy. There could be a lot of points scored in this game. Just for fun, Matt Ryan against the Steelers in his career only played twice, zero for two, because they play uh, every four years. They go home and away every eight years. Why has he only played them twice? Was he hurt? That's kind of weird. Been NFL long enough. He's only played twice. Oh, he's zero and two, by the way. Played bad against AFC South. Nothing you're saying is relevant to this game. Nothing, Chad. Let me ask you a quick question. I found one under and over bet online. What do you think the under and over in that game is? 54. I was going to say 55. So yeah. 56. 56. That is a, that's a college line. Wow. All right. Listen, you guys don't like this game. Clearly you're both like, you're not in favor of this game, which is cool. Atlanta is, is this the season? Oh, that's defense. Oh, yeah. Their defense is really bad. Let's look at stats. I was like, their defense, wow. They're 26 in the yards per. I'm sort of um, with Chad that they're a hot mess. <sighs> Such a tough read here because. Are you guys throwing a challenge mess. flag? I will no. come back at this. I, just, I will come back. The, the thing about back. this week, the thing about this week is I just don't think there's like a lot of games where like that, that's a great game. So if you feel strongly about a game, I kind of have to go with your gut here. Cause like I said, like I'm looking at the NFL schedule. Like there's not like games are like, wow, this is the Vegas has screwed this line up and we got to bet this right away. So there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Um, which, and you get four points. I mean, it's not, it's not that bad. Paul already bet Pittsburgh. You already bet Pittsburgh last night, Paul. I bet him last night because after watch, <laughs> that's why. <I, laughs> After watching the first half, and I'm like, and watching. Wait, you Andy bet Pittsburgh Dalton. after watching the first half of that game last no, night? No, well, I watched. I watched Andy Dalton like literally just go up and down the field like there's Swiss cheese right now in the Falcons. You bet it. Really no, you bet the. It's you bet it at 9:45 p.m. By the way, yeah, because uh, you know listen, why. Listen, my point I was that I thought Pittsburgh was going to blow out. Baltimore in the second half, the way they were playing, they were getting rolling, you know. And I thought, okay, maybe this line will go open. If you look, look how much money's on Atlanta. Everybody's going towards Atlanta because they saw Pittsburgh play the second half. Ninety-five percent of the bets are on Atlanta right now. So, <clears throat> should we stick with it? What year? Ninety. Four. This is a good 9. hedge for Paul. This is good. Like he doesn't need to be wrapped up in Pittsburgh everywhere, so he can have his individual <laughs> bet on Pittsburgh. I'm and fi- like, I guess I'm. Th- I guess I'm. See, fine I'm not with an it. RAer. You know, an RAer is what? I root against her. Me? Okay. Yeah, I I will go back and and, and play Atlanta even it out because no 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 this is no 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 this is this is this is your hedge right you can be on Pittsburgh individually but if Pittsburgh doesn't work out you got Atlanta plus four in the parlay and you could win twenty thousand dollars or a I piece of twenty thousand the other eight hit <laughs> right there you go Chaz a guy who 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 plays the don't pass line oh one hundred oh for sure he is he is. Yes. There's ever a hedge, I'm going to find it. <laughs> I mean, those are for trimmers. Okay. Um, all right, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine with I feel it. Like, I feel like I'm being insulted. And I just don't know it. Do you know, did you play craps that don't pass line? I don't play craps. You know why? Why? I can't ever figure it out. 
So I, that's it goes too, you bet. It goes so you bet. You typically me. bet for the roller. That's the pass line. The don't pass line is you bet against the roller. So you basically bet against the table, and you be that guy who walks. Everyone hates that guy. They walk up. They put their money where where it's empty, where no one else has money, and you root against the guy rolling the dice. Listen, I feel like that's that is an inappropriate interpretation of who I am. There's nobody <laughs> who roots for everybody around him more than me. My you friend's have written success. seven books, but you cannot figure <laughs> out crafts. <laughs> There's nobody who roots for my friends more than me. My friend's success is my success. I only want you guys to win. Only. That's because I'm a leader. Jeff, go ahead. Okay, so I I, I need you guys' help on this one. There's two that I in the NFL that I sort of like equally and maybe not like equally. So I need can we get some some I need some help from the gallery. All right. So the two the two options for this play, and I have I can make statements either one for this. Uh, Arizona Where'd it go? Arizona at San Francisco. They opened up at, at plus five. It's now down to plus four and a half. Weird number there. Or Jacksonville plus three at Kansas City. Now, we know that line could move after the Kansas City plays tonight. Um, and that game is, is at Kansas City. Which one of those two do you feel more comfortable about? Cause I can, I, I kind of like both equally. Polly? Well, I think a lot of people are going to be on Arizona just because of the Phil Dawson Blues, like I said. Um, well, I think they're. And C.J. Beathard sort of imploded in the second half well, of that. Very good. They had a good start. I mean, that's yeah, they had a good yeah. start, and then then they put the clamps on him in the second half. Uh, Cardinals usually play the. They gotta win a game, I guess. Uh, <laughs> they don't have to win this game for us to win the bet, though. If you play Jacksonville now, I mean, Kansas City plays tonight. What is the Jacksonville line? Three plus three. Yeah, you guys, this is a no-brainer. It's Jacksonville plus three, right? No, it's Arizona. No. Well, I bet Arizona already, so I feel better now that we agreed on that. So that's one of the two NFL bets I already made for this week. I love this Cardinals team. I think they're going to turn it around. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but like... What do you love about them? Because they have... Well, you know what I do like about them is that I like about Rosen is they were down a touchdown and he at least drove the team down the field to get a chance to tie the game. I mean, I... I think that says enough against uh, against the foe. I don't think Seattle's much, but then they end up. I also the thought game. their defense yesterday was great. Like they, yeah, they played, played well. Their defense they played should really be good. well. They have a lot of talent. They're trying to figure out how to. Because Steve Wilkes is more of a four three cover two guy, and and they they have three four personnel. They're trying to figure out like how to get these guys all playing the same place. And yesterday felt like the first time. And look, Seattle's offensive line is garbage, but they found a way to to like get after Seattle. I just I, I'm with you, Paul. Like, I think Arizona has to win. And here's the thing about C.J. Beathard. He played really well to open that game yesterday. They're up 14 nothing, uh, but then it kind of wore off. He kind of came back to to reality because here's the thing. And I've said this with the Bears is. You have a first 15, so you design your first 15 plays, and Kyle Shanahan does that as well. And those are plays you've you've scripted in your head. You know what defense you're going to get. You know everything that's about to happen, and you then have a chance to succeed. Then after you, that first 15 is up, then your quarterback has to then go into the regular plays, and, and he's not going to know exactly what defense he's getting every time, and you kind of come back to earth a little bit. It feels like a low-scoring game, both defenses playing well, and I'll take the points in Arizona. Boom. Shakalaka. Make the noise. Wow. He said, make the noise. Demanded it. It's Matt Ford, our producer. There you go. <laughs> We're seven picks in. We got two more to go. Okay. I know where I'm going. Really? 
Paul's looking at the FBS schedule right now to find some NCAA football. I, had, I, I did have a crazy game, but I, put it, I'm going. I, want, I need to hear it. I need, I need it. No. I need it in my blood. Just put it Houston, right in my arm. I, I'm going with the Houston Texans. Ugh. Minus three. I, I know it's it's not a popular pick. They beat the Chad Millman Indianapolis Colts, who we're, we're going to like this week. I mean, I I think Deshaun Watson getting his first win back, I think it's going to give him a little bit of confidence. The Cowboys, I mean. They're, they're the most 8-8 team of all time. They really are. And, and here's the thing is they should have lost last week. They had a couple uh, – Detroit had a couple plays called back. They they, they were in eight against, against, against Seattle. I mean, they could barely – they put up 20 points against the Giants. I don't know. I just think Houston needs to show up now. I mean, they, they started 0-3, 1-3. If they can get to 2-3 and um, um, by beating Dallas, <clears throat> and then they got Buffalo – and then they got Jacksonville. They, they get to three and three. I mean, if I'm in that locker room, I'm thinking, okay, I'm one and three. We win this game. Then we got Buffalo at home. We can get to three and three. Okay. And then we get Jacksonville and then Miami and then Denver. We could honestly get to like four and three, five and four, and then be back in this race after starting this season 0 and three. This has the potential to be an ugly football game. Um, you have. A Cowboys offense that is basically just Zeke Elliott and then a bunch of other players that are on the team um, against a Texas defense that's starting to play a little better now. They, you know, the Colts game was, but their defensive line Watt is now back in full force. Um, and then you have a Texans offense that's like getting better with Watson, but their offensive line is miserable. Against a Cowboys good pass rush. If the Texans win, they're going to win by three. I think. I mean, I, that's. I don't. I don't buy the Cowboys. I don't really buy the Texans either. But Paul, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel, Chad? Chad, why is you and I know it's you and Scooch were at, were talking about this? Why nobody's playing the Cowboys no more? No fans in the Cowboys anymore, huh? No one to watch. Who's the Who's on the team that you're interested in? Like Ezekiel Elliott is exactly. not a guy that you root for. Dak Prescott, no one cares about. Cole Beasley is your best receiver. Like I was thinking about this yesterday. There is zero sort of viewability. Uh, Zach Martin. Team. The right guard, please. See, He's amazing. You, you guys are I mean, selling my point for you. There's no doubt about it. I think we just do we just do we just sell Houston right there? I love Houston. Love it. I'm right, let's do it. I got a Houston Super Bowl ticket. Uh, no, no, I got a Houston Super Bowl ticket. You can read about it in the column I wrote for ActionNetwork.com. <laughs> Milner wrote Zone Diaries. What, what, what company do you work for? Um, oh, I've never heard that company before. <laughs> you and others as well. Uh, my pick. Here we go, boys. Here we go. Get those flags ready. <laughs> Seattle plus seven and a half at home against the Los Angeles Rams. Man, I was gonna take this one. I kind of like it. I don't like. Wow, it. it's this. Like look, it. we know that that the Rams are very good. And eventually, though, they're not going to be this way every single week. And it feels like this is a little opportunity for a letdown. On the road in Seattle, we still know it's a hostile place to play. Seattle won as well this week, too, so their fans might be back into it. Um, Earl Thomas being out, though, is a big problem for... Yeah, but does it may help the morale? But you get no. Nah, he's still he play. He's playing really well though. He had two interceptions against the Cowboys uh, two weeks ago. Um, 
that hook is really important, I think, here because Seattle and Russell Wilson, they he just manages to like at the end of game score a bunch of points in the two minute drill, just running for his life, throwing the ball up. If if Peters is not back yet, I mean Peters played, but he wasn't hundred percent. If Peters isn't hundred percent and Talib's not not playing, I can see the seven and a half. I don't I don't really like I said, in the slate of NFL games this year, this is uh, this week I should say it's not bad. You know what this weekend reminded me of? This this weekend reminded me that sometimes you believe in certain theories and principles, and if you see it, you got to bet it and just hold your nose. Like going into the weekend, the previous weekends, I had been anxious about betting big home underdogs against teams I thought that were killing it, and it cost me opportunities. This week, I bet all the home underdogs. I bet the short favorites, yeah, and it paid off for me. And so, so did I, I got to do it again. Like right now, all the money we know, all the money is going to come in on the Rams. So we oh, got to bet the has. Rams, and has. we got we got to bet the Seahawks and know that this is the opportunity. So open at seven I like and a half, already down to seven. If you think about it, I'm gonna put an alert on this game. So the Rams played flawless, and and there and there was a block in the back that the refs picked up the flag. If they don't pick up that flag, Minnesota backdoor covers them last week. Completely, because yeah. some people had that game at six yeah. and a half, some people had it at seven, some people uh, yeah. had it at seven and a half. Yeah. If they pick up that flag, they don't kick that field goal, and Minnesota back there, they win the game by four. So a lot of people forget that I understand the Rams' offense was phenomenal, but Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings with Adam Thielen, who's, I get it, he's a great, good receiver, not great. It's shredded them, too, on the other side. Boys, I believe we have a nine-team parlay. Are we ready to roll? Should we hear it? Should we play it back? Yes. You ready to go? Please. We have the Carolina Panthers minus six and a half at home against the New York Giants. We have Illinois minus two and a half at Rutgers. We have the Washington Redskins plus seven at New Orleans. We have the University of Kentucky Wildcats plus six at Texas A&M. The Indianapolis Colts plus 10 versus the New England Patriots. Atlanta Falcons plus four at Pittsburgh. We have Arizona plus four at San Francisco. We have the Texans minus three versus the Dallas Cowboys. The Seattle Seahawks plus seven and a half versus the Los Angeles Rams. Or as Georgina likes to say, Los Angeles Angeles Rams at home. I feel it. You know why I'm excited for this week? It's because other weeks I feel like we've been like, this is the great slate of games. And if this week, I'm kind of like, you know what? The weird games are kind of weird. And I feel like this is a weekend we can really take advantage of the weirdness and like get get a, a great nine-team parlay win for us. I'm I feel with exactly you. the same way. I think that's, I'm gonna say- I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, we don't have a ton of confidence in these games, but that's when you win. Yeah, I'm with you. Does this, it just seems doesn't seem outrageous. It seems like a lot of people are saying outrageous more than outrageous now. No, Let I've never heard that. anyone say outrageous. I've, I've never. Who are, you, who are you hanging out with, Paul? In a million years, I've never I've heard. heard a, I heard a reporter say it, outrageous. I'm like, what? Listen, they're playing us off. Uh, yes, clearly, we're they're done. playing us off. <laughs> we're this done. has been the Favorites Podcast from the Action Network. I'm Chad Millman. That is Jeff Schwartz and Paul LaDuca. Listen to us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Wednesday's episode, me and bookmaker of the world, Bob Scucci, will break down the markets from the professional betting perspective. See you next time.